Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, welcome back to another episode of Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Fantasy Football Consultant, your host, Bob Long, Big Guy Fantasy. Always happy to be here. On the other side of the glass, uh, it's been a week or so for him. Uh, good to have him back, Ron Rigby. Ron, how's it going down here in Florida? Doing good. Doing good. Had our first little cold snap of the season. So Ooh, yeah. all the way down yeah. to sixty. Yeah, actually, it was it was uh, you know low forties this morning. What? So you know, it wow. doesn't compare to the snow you guys got up there. But yeah, no. one 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 thing that kind of means though is it's it's we're getting closer and closer to. Every year, you know, we get it gets cold. You know what that means? That means it's iguana freezing season pretty soon. Those frozen iguanas will be falling out of the trees by the bucket loads. So get get ready for so it. This get your helmets a, out. This is actually a thing. It's actually a thing. So we oh my have, gosh. you know, down here because as you right. know, Florida is kind of its own planet, universe, whatever you want sure. to call it. Right. We have a lot of species that are not necessarily native, but have been introduced here. Sure. One of those is iguanas, and one of the things that happens with the iguanas is when it gets freezing and we do have a couple of nights yeah, during the year where it sure. gets underneath 30 they will actually freeze and they just stop where they're at in their tracks and if they are in a tree you could have a maybe a two or three foot frozen iguana potentially fall on you so if you're in an area where those are prevalent which is a couple areas down here that they are i'm not making this up they can they'll actually because they tell, they tell you because i know one, that yeah. they tell you if you see one on the sidewalk during when it's really cold like that, leave it alone. It's not dead. Once it gets a little bit warmer, it thaws out. It comes back to life. So you're not supposed to, like, bring it in the house and let it warm up so nope. it'll be you're okay? you're supposed to just leave them where they're at, and then once yeah. it warms up, he just kind of gets right back into what he was doing. But if it falls in your head, then that's... If it that's falls a, in your head, that's going to be a, a nasty little bump you're going to have there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I wonder if they would wake it up on the way down. I don't know. I guess it depends on how cold it is. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, there's there you go, folks. Something you learn something new every day on this show. Man, the consistency of frozen iguanas. That's it doesn't get any better than that. Um, we don't have any frozen iguanas. Um, not a lot of things freeze up here because they're used to the cold. So basically, uh, my backyard is a uh, buffet for all the squirrels because I have all kinds of acorns laying everywhere. So it's always fun to watch them. You know, kind of lay them all out and eat them all up on the my sidewalk or my like porch and the cement porch in the back. So, uh, but uh, um, the one thing was exciting this week. Um, the people from the cultural center reached out to me and said, Hey, are you doing your event on Sunday, August 15th? And I'm like, Yes, I hope to God I am. <laughs> and that would, of course, would be what the the of course the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. Uh, so we are hoping and praying that all this stuff will all get cleared up and we'll all be back to as much normal as we can. And we'll be doing the King's Classic Live, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Fantasy Football Expo the next day on Sunday, August 15th. So if you're out there thinking about setting your social calendars, make sure you block out that weekend, Fantasy Football folks, uh, for, the, for Canton, Ohio. And uh, we will start uh, talking to probably about that after the first year. Hopefully we'll 
vaccines will kick in and life will get back and we'll all be good. So, uh, but in the meantime, make sure you put that on your social calendars. You will not want to miss that. So, all right, we just finished literally an hour ago, finished week 12. Uh, the week that would not end. The week that would not end. Yeah, I kept thinking, are they? how far can they push this out? Can they just run two Thursday night games, one counts for last week, one counts for this week? Hard to tell. But the uh, Ravens and the Steelers played. Uh, I got some good points out of Juju, so helped me win some games this week, uh, especially in King's Classic. So that was nice. Uh, still fighting for a playoff spot there, uh, at least in one of them. I know you're doing well as well. Am I right? Slipped up a little bit this week. I'm still sitting pretty in uh, King's Classic Snake. I really needed a win in King's Classic Auction this week. And so when we start talking about these inconsistent players on my team, when we start talking mm-hmm. about the positions, I'll be sure to call them out and let you know uh, who exactly <laughs> kind of let me down. But I will say, when you go against somebody that had Tyree Kill this week, oh, there's God, not much yeah. you're going to be able to do against no. them. Yep. That happened in my Yahoo League, my uh, league I actually won the championship two years ago um, and uh, was in second place going into this week. I'm still in second place, but yeah, I, I lost by 30 and he had Tyreek at 52, so that yeah. that, that didn't help. Which, uh, so yeah, on real quick, I have, a, I have a, for the Wednesday game, I have a piece of trivia for you. you want to see, I learned this today on the way home listening to the game on the radio. I want to see if you can pick this out. So okay. in, in the last seven years... The NFL has had two Wednesday games, and that's counting today. There is one player that played today that has played in both of those Wednesday games. Who is it? Both of the, I don't even remember the last Wednesday game. I didn't either until they mentioned it, so I didn't know this either until they said the answer. So my thought is, you said seven years? 70 years. Oh, 70 years. Two oh. Wednesday games in the last 70 years. 70 Somebody years. that played today has played in this one and played in, in the other one as well. So they played in both. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Roethlisberger because he would have been around. I'm assuming this may have happened in 2001 with the whole uh, uh, Twin Towers things. I may be completely wrong. Um, but that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, not not Big Ben. I'll, I'll give you a hint, see if you can get it from this. The last okay. time that we had a Wednesday game, it was the Giants and the Cowboys that played. The Giants and Cowboys that played. Uh, boy, Giants and Cowboys. And, he, and this player played for the Cowboys in that game. Gosh, I, I, I don't know this answer. Okay, Des Bryant. Oh, I forgot Des even played. I know. I never would have thought that either. But they, they, they started talking about him, and they pointed that out today. And I was like, wow, so, that's a really interesting little tidbit. That is. And, yes. again, learn something. Between frozen iguanas and Des Bryant, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, so why did they play a Wednesday game? And they when did, was See, it? they didn't get to that part, and I didn't have a chance to look it up. Uh, like I didn't look up okay. the year or anything. So that's the next thing I'm going to do when I get off here is find out exactly why there was a Wednesday game played. But I think you – because I, I don't know how many years Dez has been in the league. I don't know if it's 19 yet or not. I can't remember what year he was mm-hmm. drafted, but I was thinking 9-11 as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I thought they I thought they played football that week. I, mean, I don't remember them postponing any games. But my thought is it had to be some kind of weather-related something, you know, mm-hmm. hurricanes. I mean, we've had some postponement for hurricanes, but, but not Dallas or I guess maybe one could have been going up to New York 
or maybe there was a big snowstorm and they were supposed to play Monday night. I, yeah, I don't know. It's the only thing I could think of. Um, cause I mean, why would, you know, Dallas is kind of way off, not way off, but away from the shores for any kind of hurricanes or issues like that, but who knows? So, okay. All right. Well, get more learning beyond belief. And now we're going to learn about the consistency of our players that are out there in fantasy football, where we start at the quarterback position and still right there at the top is the big four that's been there all year. Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. And you know what? Let's keep continue to throw in Justin Herbert in there too, because 80% still very impressive for this young man so far this season. Um, you know, Mahomes uh, has been right there. I mean, I, I watched him the other night, that Tyreek. Oh, my gosh, the Tyreek with 200 yards in the first quarter. That was just disturbing. It reminded me of the Madden games that I've been playing because that's kind of <laughs> how those games go. It's like, you know, two bombs to Tyreek and Madden, and you've got 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns real quick. But, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I think, still to me is the biggest surprise. I think he's a bigger – well, I shouldn't say that. I say he's almost as big a surprise as Justin Herbert being this good and this consistent. Um, he was written off for dead. I just could not, in my mind, say that this was going to be him for a comeback. But boy, I guess if you if you put a chip on his shoulder and you draft a quarterback and you know say that it's not for him to be replaced soon, he certainly took it personal and he is just devouring the NFL and. It, Great if you drafted him in your fantasy leagues, but um, you know these guys have all been looking good so far this year. I have Mahomes in quite a few, no Rodgers, maybe one Murray, one Wilson. Definitely no Justin Herbert had didn't, definitely didn't think he would be uh, you know something other than maybe a dynasty league guy. Um, any of these guys that you invested in and helping you move along. Actually, you know, the thing is when you're in so many leagues, it's hard to not have any of these guys. I have Kyler Murray on both Kings Classic teams, which he was who I was re- referring to earlier. When you oh, get seven, you right. seven and a half points out of your starting quarterback that you're consistently getting 25 to 30 out of, mm-hmm. not going to help you out too much. So he picked right. a bad time to have that non-clutch game in there. Sure. But hopefully we can rebound from that. I do have Mahomes. I have Mahomes in the Sirius XM Dynasty League. He, he and Tyreek Hill scored exactly – or actually a little bit more than 50% of my points between the two of them. So that, that took me to a win this week. Actually, I think that's what got me into playoffs this week as well. If I read the, uh, if I read the uh, format correctly, nice. I've got Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, actually the next four, I've actually got those guys in a couple of uh, two quarterback leagues that I play in. I actually mm-hmm. have Herbert and Watson uh, in a, in a super flex league. And that's, I think I have an eight and three record in there. So it's helping me out there, but I have these guys across the board and I have them in some leagues that are a little bit more meaningful, but I think the guy I have the least amount of shares of probably is Aaron Rodgers, And, and you know, he I watched a little bit of the, the Packers bears the other night. And I, and I think one of the things that it looks to me like Aaron Rodgers, it, it looks like he's having fun playing. I, I think that was right. something that kind of went away the last couple of years. And I, and I also got to give a little credit to Matt LaFleur as well. I think that relationship he's got with Matt LaFleur, I think, you know, obviously it's pretty plain to see that, they're, you know, him and Mike McCarthy, that wasn't working too well. And I think it might have mm-hmm. been almost kind of the same situation that we had in New England with Belichick and Tom Brady. I think it just kind of ran its course and, you know, somebody needs to move on. And, and, <laughs> and usually it's the head coach that that happens to. You know, Brady moved on to Tampa Bay. His contract was up a little different scenario there. Or but... Bill O'Brien and uh, Sean Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
So I, it's, but it's cool to see Aaron Rodgers enjoying the game again. You know, they have all kinds of weapons. Devontae Adams has looked so good this season mm-hmm. when he's been healthy. That's contributed a lot to it. And you have, you have guys like um, Marquez Valdez scaling, you know, hopping in there and being a solid number two. Alan Lazard's finally back as well. So he's got something he hasn't had in the past, I think, in a couple of those supporting receivers that he's been lacking. Robert Tunyon's in there as well, my guy from Indiana State. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to like about that team. Offensive line's played pretty well. They've got running backs. He's got a stocked arsenal. There's really no reason that he shouldn't be playing the way he's playing. Right, right. But the thing was, he had that last year, but it just didn't seem like they yeah. were they were allowing him to have fun. They were running the ball more. The defense was playing well. They were winning football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Game, so he didn't need to throw the ball as much. This year, I think he's throwing the ball on purpose just because he wants to and he wants to have fun and Fun is throwing touchdowns or winning, so he's doing that. So definitely, so far, a good year for that. I mean, after that, though, you know, the quarterbacks this year, back to kind of normal for the you know, inconsistency. I mean, we've got Deshaun Watson at 73%. Again, um, you know, I think I talked about this last week's show. You know, Watson has, in the last, you know, since O'Brien has left, He's like, you know, five of six, you know, averaging about 25 points a week, definitely playing at a whole different level than he was with O'Brien involved. So, uh, you know, now he loses Will Fuller. We'll get to him when we get to the wide receivers. That's going to hurt some, um, you know, Brandon Cooks and those guys are going to have to pick it up a notch. Uh, So we'll see how well that goes. Um, You know, the rest of this group, I mean, there's definitely a lot of guys in the top 10, even top 12 in fantasy points, but man, I mean, here's, I, what, six, I'm going to say six guys. Uh, number four, Josh Allen, fourth in total points, Brady, seventh, Tannehill, ninth, Roethlisberger, 10th, Ryan is 11th, and Carson Wentz is 12th. All of those guys are between 45 and 58% consistent. Just not a good year for consistency at quarterbacks. If you don't have those top five or six guys, you are really struggling this year. Um, you know, and again, injuries not only to maybe the players themselves um, for some, but the injuries to the offensive line, to the wide receivers, to the tight ends, to the running backs. I mean, there's just been no consistency in. The, the lineups for a lot of these teams, and that's got to be hurting these wide or these quarterbacks, am I right? It, it has to be. I mean, when you rely on guys week in and week out to be there, and 
you know, like we've talked, for example, about Tom Brady. You know, he's been without Chris Godwin. You know, Mike Evans finally came alive a little bit last week. But Mike right. Evans has been wildly inconsistent. You know, as we've seen, Antonio Brown's a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's been without John Brown for, you know, a couple different times this, this year. Oh, and he's so, on IR now, right. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. he's easy out even longer so it's 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 got to be something with that but it's it seems like too i know in the case of josh allen he had all those big games up front and he's kind of come back down to earth now he's had some games where he's thrown for 300 yards three for 415 against seattle so he's had a couple big games in there but like last week for example you know when you're used to getting that big production from him and he goes for a buck 57 and a touchdown it's really letting you down and he's not going to get that clutch game for you. So I I think it's a matter of two. I think, you know, I don't know if it's defense is figuring guys out or maybe the schedule's gotten a little bit tougher, but it just seems like these guys beginnings of their seasons, a couple of them were just so top heavy and you're, you just get spoiled by that production, but you got to think, okay, Josh Allen's not going to throw for 415 yards and four scores and run for another 50 yards every single week. So you got to kind of temper your expectations, but it's hard to do that when you're getting that super good production. Right. Well, and the other thing you have to think of, too, with Josh Allen and some of these other quarterbacks is here comes December, guys. And December in Buffalo is not a place for quarterbacks to be throwing the ball a lot. Well, uh, now, the run, the running might help a lot because he'll yeah. be able to run the ball a little bit more. But, yeah, there's, it's going to be some rough weather. And, and if you are a Josh Allen owner, hate to be the bearer of bad news. You probably know this already. But coming up, you know, just in time for the playoffs at San Francisco and Pittsburgh at home. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. All right, so let's move on to the running back position. And, um, boy, for all you poor, poor Alvin Kamara owners, I just – how many fantasy points did Kamara get this week? Did he he get more than 10? I don't even know if he got that many. (laughs) He might have got like five. Every time I saw the highlights, Taysom Hill's running the ball in from the two. Well, here's what here's what I do know. If you had Latavius Murray, I know he went for a buck twenty five in a score and scored you some right, solid right. points. That's where all the production went. So that's why I wondered if maybe Kamara just was not healthy and they just kind of saved him because they knew they were playing Denver, who was who pulled some uh, hot dog vendor out of the stands to play quarterback. Um, I <laughs> my favorite was when they wanted to get their assistant coach to play and they wouldn't let him uh, <laughs> because he was a former quarterback in college. <laughs> Um, such a sad situation. Yeah, it really was. I really, it really felt bad. Um, so, you know, that was a tough week for Yavin. I really didn't have a lot of Kamara. Usually if I had top four or five pick, I, you know, had a, you know, Zeke or, you know, which is probably stupid. I wish I had taken Kamara now. Um, so that's usually what happened or, you know, five or six, I may have Kamara in a couple of weeks, but not too many. Um, he's been great all year until now. I mean, still first in total points, but this past week hurt him. Dalvin Cook, uh, still perfect, 100%. Uh, so is McCaffrey, 100%, but only three for three because he can't stay healthy to save his life. Uh, James Robinson, definitely, uh, you know, one of our favorites this year. is just that out-of-nowhere guy. We haven't seen a guy like this in a while. Um, you know, 91%, fourth in total points, and he's just – Absolutely outstanding. Um, he's been great. Uh, Aaron Jones, 89%. Uh, Derrick Henry and Clyde Hilaire, 82%. And Mostert at 80%, four out of five. I mean, obviously, he, he hasn't been healthy, but certainly has proven when he's on the field, he's scoring some points for you. Um, you know, of these guys, you know, I, I, I have Cook in a few leagues. 
Henry. I mean, obviously, no James Robinson. I had, didn't even know this guy was. Obviously, most didn't. I didn't. I didn't get lucky enough to have a high waiver wire pick. But uh, I know. I think you have uh, Robinson in a few leagues, aren't you? Saving you. I actually do not. I was not mm. able to get him anywhere. Um, didn't bid enough for him in any of my fab leagues. Right. I, and I'm kind of with you on the, here, too. I don't have, I think, any of these guys. First guy on this list I have is Raheem Mostert. And like you said, he's four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, didn't get any of them. Kamara went right before I picked in uh, King's Classic Snake. So I ended up getting Zeke Elliott. We all know right. how that's working out. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so no, don't have any of these guys helping me. And, and don't I wish I did. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I even I kind of as I was setting my lineup this week and I was so happy to be putting in Mostert back into my my lineups, Austin Eckler back into my lineups, Chris Carson back into my lineups. Um, my teams did so much better this week. It mm-hmm. felt so good. The sad part is I looked at what it's week 12 and I'm, you know, four and seven. Because these guys were not healthy for the last six weeks or seven weeks. And so that was obviously killing me. Um, but boy, it was good to at least see them produce and know that, uh, you know, um, again, they, they, yeah, I'm glad I drafted them. But, you know, obviously the injuries were really killed me this year. As we move on down the, uh, the list, uh, Antonio, Antonio Gibson, boy, he's been really picking it up in Washington. Uh, the Redskins have looked you know, pretty good, at least Gibson and, and McLaurin. Um, again, no, I hadn't, you know, I, I took Bryce Love in the Kings Classic because I thought that was supposed to be the guy. That didn't work out. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know, coming back nicely from his injury, uh, putting up some nice games. Um, you know, he'll definitely be a top five pick next year as well. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake has looked good. Uh, James Conner had COVID, so he didn't get to play today. So that, you know, for those of you who had James Conner in some leagues, that certainly hurt. But as you go down the list, I mean, I think what I see mostly out of the running backs is the guys we've talked about already, the the Elliots, the Hunts, the Sanders, the Jonathan Taylors, the Montgomerys, uh, the David Johnsons, um, you know, uh, Ronald Jones, James White, um, all of these guys who, you know, have have had consistency in the past and due to either injuries of themselves, uh, the, the offensive line, players around them, you know, Zeke with, with Dak Prescott, it's just been a rough year for running back position to get any consistency. And again, almost like the quarterback position, if you have one of those top six to eight that we talked about earlier, you're in good shape. If you don't, man, you're struggling. And that's, I know how a lot of my teams are going. You know, Ronald Jones has looked great in some games, but, but you know how Bruce Arians is, you know, he, the next game he has, I think he dropped a pass or missed a block on a blitz, got taken out four net plays for the next two quarters. It's what you deal with, with guys like that. Um, you know, these guys are all affecting your teams as well. Well, Ronald Jones, you know, being being down here in South Florida, you see Tampa play a little bit more, and he's had a little bit of issue with fumbling the ball as well, too. Yeah. So obviously, in a Bruce Arians offense, that's that's not going to cut it. Wanted to add in real quick about Antonio Gibson. He's a guy that I have in a couple leagues, and 
touchdowns, 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 touchdowns. He's got 11 mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns on the season, and he's scored in five straight. In two out of the last three games, he's got more than one touchdown as well. So he's nice. been really saving you there. Didn't cost you a whole lot either. He's probably slotted in there as your RB2 for sure. Mm-hmm. So he could even be, you know, if you got these guys like Zeke Elliott and Miles Sanders and these guys that are further down, he might even be your RB1 at this point. Yeah. But I'm going to zero in on Zeke Elliott. You know, ever mm-hmm. since Dak went down, I don't know if it's a matter of – and, of course, the Cowboys' offensive line has kind of been a mess mm-hmm. as the season's gone on as well, so that's definitely impacted him. But the, the times I've seen Zeke Elliott play, I don't know if he's not healthy or he just doesn't care, but he just does not look like he's running the ball hard, just does not look like he's he's giving it his all. And I don't know, like I said, if, you know, once Dak went down, he said, you know what, that's the season it's kind of over with. So, you know, he's a guy that most likely was your third pick in your draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like I said, I got him at number four. He, I think, got me 2.9 points last week. So yeah. not going to do a whole lot when your RB1, your first-round pick, is getting you 2.9 points. So I haven't looked at their schedule. I'm not real optimistic uh, about him the rest of the way, so I'm hoping some of these other guys that I have lower down, I can mix and match and, and make up a little bit for it. But, yeah, guys like, you know, Dave, of course, David Johnson's on IR. Melvin Gordon has been super disappointing. I don't, you know, I, I didn't expect a ton out of him. Uh, another guy, David Montgomery, has been super disappointing as well. And I know he's had mm-hmm. some concussion. So I don't know if he had con- – I can't remember if it was a concussion or an ankle or what it was, but yeah. he missed a game or two. Just, you know, these these guys that you picked that you thought you were going to get solid production out of that you really didn't have a whole lot standing in their way aren't really panning out like you thought they would. Especially I thought, when you know, when Tariq Cohen went down, David Montgomery was going to have a field day and lead that offense, and it's been everything but that. You know, and again, I think we – you and I had these conversations many times uh, this past couple of weeks, uh, you know, when Matt Patricia got fired and, you know, Bill O'Brien's been fired. And I said, I said, Matt Nagy needs to be the next one to go. Uh, it just seems like I don't understand why Montgomery just can't seem to get it going. And I, and I wonder if it's, you know. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Kind of like the Adam Gases of the world where. You know, if Montgomery could go somewhere else with a different coach that he wouldn't explode like, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake or, you know, those, those kind of players that when they go somewhere else, all of a sudden they seem to have talent when they didn't before. Um, so it would be interesting. I mean, I don't know what kind of contract he's under there, but um, I, I really think it would be best if he got out of there. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And I've said this for a number of weeks now. I think of any position has at least kind of maintained some integrity, consistency, whatever word you want to use. I feel like the the wide receivers 
have done that for our teams this year. You know, the guys that are supposed to be doing well are doing well. There's a few stragglers. There's no question about it. They're a little bit down that, you know, but they, but they weren't like super high draft picks, you know, I mean, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, um, you know, Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry, some of these guys, I mean, certainly well below their averages consistency wise. Um, but it wasn't like they were, you know, top 20 picks. Well, DJ Moore might've been, um, but I, I really wasn't that into DJ Moore because of Teddy Bridgewater and company anyway. Um, so, and the amazing thing is that the guy that has done super well in Carolina is not DJ Moore, but Robbie Anderson. So that's, that's probably the biggest surprise out of all of us. Um, but I got to talk about my guy, our, our, our favorite player, one of our favorite players outside <laughs> of the fantasy locus. Um, if, if you go back to last week's show and, and for those of you out there keeping, you know, scoring at home, please do so because I want to make sure you hear what I said last week. When we were talking about Will Fuller, and I said specifically <laughs> to David, I said, there is something up with Will Fuller this year. He's almost, you know, he's played almost 11 weeks. He's healthy. He's consistent. There's something going on. And Dan, I said, I'm just waiting for that to crash and him to get injured. Well, he didn't get injured, but we found out is he's doing performance-enhancing drugs now. He says it's something that was doctor prescribed and he didn't know it was illegal and blah, 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 blah. We've all heard this. But it finally, like, that's it. I knew it. This bastard's been cheating. <laughs> that's why he's been healthy all year. Um, so anyway, um, I don't know what the whole story is. Um, and I'm sure we'll never know. But uh, <laughs> we now know why Will Fuller's been so damn <laughs> consistent and so damn healthy this year. I knew something had to be up and it was proven. Um, it's right up there with the monolith for the week um, for the aliens coming in and taking over. So, uh, so Will Fuller's out for the rest of the year, as I mentioned earlier. So he's out. Uh, he, it's a six week suspension, which is basically the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. Well, Houston probably didn't have a chance at the playoffs anyway, right? I doubt uh, it. I, I doubt so. it. So, you know, he wouldn't, he might've been eligible to play in the playoffs. I don't know for sure, but, um, but he was nine out of 11, 82% eighth in total points. Like I said, huge shock to me uh, to, and you as well. I know because certainly Fuller's never proven any kind of consistency, uh, but Tyreek right to the top 91% Terry McLaurin. I mean, th- this is the guy, um, boy, next year he is going to be, he might even be a, a wide receiver one for me. When I do the list, uh, if not, it'll definitely be top 15, uh, top 20 for sure. Uh, he's just has proven that this guy is just a special talent. Um, I've brought up this um, kind of uh, comparison last couple of weeks is that he is DeAndre Hopkins when DeAndre Hopkins was at Houston before Deshaun Watson, where it didn't matter who was quarterbacking. I, I can't even tell you all the different names and people that were there in Houston back before Deshaun, but it didn't matter because Hopkins was a hundred percent consistent or 90% consistent. And Terry McLaurin is that person right now. And he's certainly going to be uh, high on our list going into next year when we do the uh, 2021 consistency guide. But I, I didn't draft him. I just felt with Dwayne Haskins that, you know, just was, you know, teams were going to focus on stopping McLaurin and, Haskins was going to be able to help him out, but man, he's proven me wrong. And 
many others, I'm sure. But your thoughts on McLaurin? Terry targets, baby. They call him yep. that for a reason. And, you know, it, it is remarkable what he's doing with the lack of quarterback play that they have, and that just speaks to how good he really is. Yeah. You know, and you and you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins playing with the likes of, let's go let's go down memory lane a little bit, Sage Rosenfels, Brian Oof. Hoyer. Oof. Okay. Yeah, just to name a few. I won't go too too further down the line because I don't want to make anybody out there sick, especially Colby Conway. But he's he's got to be creeping into that first round range. And I've and I've actually you know we're not the only people that are, that have have kind of hopped on that bandwagon. I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. You know, people say you know kind of saying why not Terry McLaurin towards towards the back half of that first round. And I and mm-hmm. I gotta say I'm kind of there with you. If you were lucky enough to get him in a dynasty, especially man, you probably got him for absolutely nothing. Oh, and it's right. very possible that you could have Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf in a dynasty and you're set at wide receiver mm-hmm. first few spots for the next probably eight to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and like you said, um, he is definitely going to probably, he'll definitely be a guy next year. I'll probably be drafting a little bit more of, um, that I have in the past. Uh, as you mentioned, De- Devonte Adams, hell of a hell of a year, DK Metcalf, uh, you know, Keenan Allen, I think has been a, a pleasant surprise but I think really he's been the product of, you know, Justin Herbert. I mean, you know, I didn't have him ranked as high as I normally used to have him because of, you know, Tyrod Taylor. And we didn't know what to expect out of Herbert um, at quarterback as a rookie. Uh, But we thought, well, Tyrod Taylor at least will throw him the ball enough. But I think I had him maybe outside of the wide receiver one, probably 14th or 15th. I want to say just guessing. Um, but he's, you know, he's certainly, again, a target monster, just like McLaren is. Uh, you know, Herbert certainly loves him and is thrown to him quite often. Stefan Diggs, fifth and told, you know, he's, I, I think he might be a bigger surprise than Allen. I just didn't know if Diggs could, you know, be mentally strong enough to be able to be a solid number one wide receiver. I just felt like his uh, immaturity in Minnesota when he used to bitch and moan about him and, you know, Thielen have to share targets, but he has been, um, uh, a, a very, very well behaved student this year. And, uh, certainly has proven worthy for everybody who drafted him. Uh, Amari Cooper being consistent. Uh, that's definitely a 2020 thing. We never see that. Uh, and he's done a pretty nice job even after Dak has went down, which has been, uh, pretty impressive. So, you know, definitely hats off to Amari. The interesting thing is this year he's very consistent and not scoring the points. Mm-hmm. In the past, he would be top 10 in points, but he'd be 50, 60% consistent. This year, 17th in points, uh, and he's played 11 games, 82% consistent. Definitely a, uh, a a change for him, but definitely a change for the better and certainly might even be worthy of us liking him heading into next year. We'll have to wait and see. Um as we go down the list, and we, we won't go through all of these, any guys uh, jump out at you of, you know, kind of being surprises? And we talked about Robbie Anderson a little bit. Corey Davis has been, you know, we're kind of, uh, I said we're going to have a new award this year called the Devontae Parker Memorial Award. Uh, for those who come back from the dead like Parker did last year, Corey Davis looks like he's a, a runaway winner for this one this year. Um, so <laughs> uh, any more thoughts on some of these other guys? Well, a couple of guys that I wanted to highlight that are, I think are doing the same thing that Terry McLaurin is doing, and that's you know giving you consistency, giving you production without solid quarterback play. Number one is Allen Robinson. Allen mm. Robinson is should be paid a nice little salary 
he leaves Chicago after this season because, I mean, he's, you know, I think he's only 27 years old. The right. guy catches everything. He gets open. He He's going to be a key free agent, I think. There's going to be a lot of teams interested in him. But also, we'll go down a little bit further. T. Higgins is a guy that's kind mm-hmm. of doing the same thing. Not that we don't like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a rookie. We, we know right. how we feel about rookies on the show or how you feel about rookies specifically, yeah. Mr. Long. Uh, <laughs> and Joe Burrow was solid before he went down, but now he's got – I don't even remember who it was that started at quarterback. Brandon Allen, maybe, was the guy that started? Uh, yeah, I think so, because I thought okay. it would be Ryan Finley, and they wouldn't even let him play. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So T. Higgins is another guy, too. You know, early early mm-hmm. second-round picks that kind of started to come on a little bit. But, you know, like we said, those rookie quarterbacks, a little bit inconsistent. He's a guy that you definitely want to watch as well. Go a little bit further down the list, Julio Jones. I got to say, I've loved watching Julio Jones. I've loved having Mm -hmm. him on my teams in the past. This is the last year that I think I draft Julio Jones. I can't do the injuries anymore. I can't do the inconsistency anymore. So far down this list, all the way down here at 63% consistent, 31 in total points. And, and, you know, you you love to watch him. You you love what the guy stands for. He plays through injury. But, man, he's Mm -hmm. really been nicked up this year. And, and, you know, like I said, on that one on that auction team I have, uh, you know, him – uh, he, he's been my wide receiver one. I went all out for him and Hopkins and when they're both on, man, it's a, it's a great duo, but he's been out more than more games than I, than I can count more games than I can recover from. So you got to go all the way down here to what? Number 29, number 30, even see him on this list. That's not good for yeah. a guy that you probably drafted in the second round. Right. And then there's also some guys that, you know, just have not had the consistency. Tyler Lockett, seventh in total points he's had some great weeks i think he was even number one one week but 55 percent consistency i mean the guy to have is obviously metcalf um you know lockett putting up some points but not putting up the consistency to go along with it we talked about dj Moore, um landry uh even with beckham going down landry still not getting it but then that offense is all based on running the ball and you know what the browns are eight and three so I can't complain. I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> um, but if you're a Jarvis Landry owner, um, that's going to be some troubles. But, you know, uh, at this point, I'm going more for the Browns winning uh, and getting to the playoffs, which looks like they might have a pretty good shot at it at this point. So we're going we're gonna to keep that in our hip pocket for and now. I, so, And I think the thing that benefits them, too, nobody's talking about it. Right. Nobody's saying a word, so I think they just need to keep flying under the radar because we all know when we get that Browns hype machine going, what happens, it usually breaks down at some point. Right. Well, and the other thing is, too, is what everybody's focused on in the AFC North is the Steelers being perfect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as they continue to be 11-0, it's all about the Steelers. So they everybody's focused on that. Can the Steelers go undefeated? Can they go all the way? Are they, you know, are they a Super Bowl team? I mean, I watched them today a little bit against the Ravens. Uh, they're okay. Um, you know, I mean, again, they're playing the Ravens with RG three, a quarterback, not Lamar Jackson. Um, and, and they, they struggled to win that. So, I mean, I think they pulled it out and kind of made, opened it up at the end, but you know, um, I, I don't see them as definitely not going undefeated, but Hey, this year, you just never know. Uh, stranger things have happened. A lot of strange things have happened. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that all ends up. All right, let's finish it off here with the uh, tight end position. And there are two, and then there's that's it. <laughs> that's about all. Uh, Kelsey, first in total points. Um, I want to talk about consistency 
and the difference in points, because I'll get this question every once in a while, and boy, this is a perfect example. So here's an interesting scenario. We've got two guys at 91% consistency. Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson. Travis Kelsey has scored 213 points. TJ Hawkinson, who is third overall, I have you know, at 128 points. He is 85 points behind, and yet he's still in third place. And he's still 91% consistent. And I know what people are saying out there, Bob. Uh, how does this work? Well, we, you know, if, if you're new to the game, we'll explain it this way. Um, there is a what's called a clutch factor. There is a calculated figure for each position based on 12 teams. Um, and the clutch factor is the number of points that the average top 12 tight end will be over to earn that. For that, the clutch factor so far this year for tight ends is about eight and a half points. So if they get nine or more, let's say eight and a half or more, they earn a clutch game. Now, Hawkinson's played 100, you know, 11 games. 128 points. So what he's basically doing is he's scoring about 9 to 10 points a week, maybe 11, and that's it. He's not scoring 15 or 20. He's not scoring 5. He's scoring about 10 to 12 a week. And that's where he's come up with the 128 points and yet has had 10 clutch games. So, you know, if he hits 8.5 every week, that's 85 points. So he's 40 over that. So he's, again, about 12.8 fantasy points a week. That's where he's coming up with the consistency, but not scoring the the Travis Kelsey points. So there's your kind of lesson in consistency. Hawkinson's still helping your team, certainly not helping at the level of Travis Kelsey, but he's at least there for you every week, and that's what we talk about. That's what we're promoting um, with those two guys. After that... Again, it gets a little bit ugly. We've got some people in the 64 to 67% range. George Kittle's one of them, obviously out for the rest of the year, so he's not helping you much. But the rest of these guys are helping you. Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, John New Smith, Hayden Hurts, Evan Ingram. Um, Ingram's made a nice comeback. He was really down there for a while. They're sixth, uh, wait, second, sixth, seventh, tenth, and eleventh in total points. So all of these guys have been solid for you. Not great. They're not Kelsey. They're not Hawkinson. Um, but they've been solid for you. If you've got one of these four, and I usually ha- I have Waller and Henry and Ingram on most of my teams, one of the three. Um, so they've been helping me out. That's one thing I have not had too much of an issue. Again, they're not doing great. They're not setting the world on fire. But they're being good enough to keep uh, my teams in check, at least from a tight end standpoint. Ron, how are your Titans doing and where are they at in this list? Well, first of all, I want to, you know, I want to attribute that Evan Ingram solid play to that surging Giants 4 and 7 division leading record. Absolutely. They are coming on like a like gangbusters, baby. So that's, that's right. what we got to got to look at there. They've been coming together at the right time. Um so I'm looking down the list here, you know, and the thing about TJ Hawkinson too is that illustrates, you know, like like you said before, that illustrates perfectly what he's doing. But for if you're starting T.J. Hawkinson in your league, you probably waited a little while on tight end, and that's paying off for you because you're mm-hmm. getting 
that consistent production. You didn't feel like you wanted to spend that number one or number two pick on Travis Kelsey. You waited a little bit. You skipped on George Kittle because he's hurt quite a bit. Darren Waller's a little too expensive for you. You waited a little while. It's paying off for you with what you know what, what we said you know what we preach here with that consistency stuff. So right. that said, you know, the, but that disparity, that difference in points is amazing. I don't know if we've ever uh. had one between one and three like that that big since we've been doing this. Um, Darren Waller's another guy that laid an egg for me last week. Had Atlanta, who's given up the most fantasy points to the tight end, and I think he had maybe four points. I don't really know what happened with the Raiders last week. Mm-hmm. Oh man, another one I put on that list that let me down, but. Other than last week, Darren Waller has been huge. Yet again, mm-hmm. trails Travis Kelsey quite a bit. Love to see my guy Robert Tanya mention him earlier. Going on the list, little, points, buddy. Yeah, I mean that's, that's, that's love to see that six. Uh, you know, fifty-five percent consistent. Like to see that consistency bump up a little bit, but he's been getting it done. Mm-hmm. But honestly, a lot of leagues, it's been a lot of mixing and matching. I've been starting a lot of you know spot starting Eric Ebron. I've been spot starting Logan Thomas. I've been spot starting. Uh, Dalton Schultz a couple places, you know, the no offense, mm-hmm. Jared Cooks of the world. I think if you missed out on, on on any of those, you know, top one or maybe the top three or four guys that we have in our consistency rankings, I think that's what you've been doing as well. You've been playing those matchups. And, and for the most part, they've been they've been paying off. Uh, like, for example, last week, I, I sent you guys a message over the weekend. I've never been so stoked about Tyler Eifert scoring a touchdown in my lifetime. <laughs> Uh, that I was, that was the highlight of my weekend. You know, everybody right. else was stoked about Tyreek Hill. I was, I was stoked to the fact that Tyler Eifert, I plucked him off waivers, had to start him for Mark Andrews because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And sure. he got me a touchdown that made my week, even though I got my ass kicked in that league. Nice. Um, I would think probably the most disappointing guy. Um, again, it wasn't a guy that we promoted in the consistency guide or, or, even though he had a great second half last season consistency-wise, and that was Tyler Higby. Um, man, what a disaster this year has been for him. Not that the Rams' offense as a whole has been all that great, but just I just thought that they would use him more and, and still keep him involved. I mean, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, obviously doing what they do. Uh, but I just felt like Higby would be that third receiver, not Josh Reynolds, but 19th in total points, 20% consistency i mean when you're down below tyler croft and uh you know donald parham and david najoku and kyle rudolph and some of these guys that's rough i mean especially since he was probably drafted i'd say probably sixth seventh round i mean he was in there with the ingrams and hunter henry's and those kind of guys i mean i didn't draft him like i said i was going for those guys but man what a rough year for tyler higby yeah, and, and and the thing about Tyler Higby is if you you plucked him off waivers last year, he might have been a league winner for you. He had, he came up big towards the oh, end of yeah. the season last year oh, and yeah. rode that you know like you said right into this draft season was right there in that you know that mid to you know that mid level range and yeah he's probably a guy that you uh, passed on to waivers probably quite a few weeks ago and you're kind of with the rest of us that waited a little bit on tight end in most <laughs> leagues you're mixing and matching just like the rest of us are with the Tyler Eiferts of the world. Yeah, I, I think the most difficult thing heading into the 2021 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide will be who's going to be in the top 12 rankings at tight end. Because I look at this group and I go, uh, um, okay, you know, I mean, Eric Ebron is ninth, Tanyan is fourth, uh, Andrews is fifth. We assume he'll get it back together. I mean, Gronkowski's eighth. Um, 
you know, Dalton Schultz is 12th. Um, granted, I know there's some guys that are hurt, you know, Ertz will come back. But, man, putting together a top 12 and feeling good about that top 12, um, if you don't get a, you know, again, you know, really make sure you pay attention to the guy because we're going to be doing some deep, deep research on, you know, tight ends. I'm still not sold 100% on TJ Hawkinson just because I think Hawkinson is getting the balls more because Galladay hasn't been in there for six weeks. So he's really the number two receiver after Marvin Jones, and that's not saying much. Um, so, you know, if Galladay's healthy and Jones is healthy and, you know, let's say Detroit gets a good wide receiver in the draft, is Hawkinson still going to be the guy? Is he still going to see the ball that much? That would be my concern. Um, I feel like he's a product of Galladay not being there, not necessarily a product of just, you know, him being – I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good tight end. I'm just saying you know, they didn't use him at all last year when Galladay and Jones and everybody was healthy. So, you know, is he really the guy we can count on? I mean, you know, again, we, we see the consistency numbers, but sometimes we have to look deeper than the numbers and go, why, you know, is it something repeatable? So it's going to be uh, it's gonna be interesting heading into next year for that one. So we'll break down the numbers. We'll bring it to you in the guide, obviously, the later in the spring, but. Certainly something's going to be a little bit tough to do. So, all right. Well, Ron, thanks again for good to have you back, buddy. And uh, why don't you tell everybody what you're up to uh, uh, on on the weekends uh, with the consistently cashing and stuff. Yeah, consistently cashing. We've kind of turned the corner a little bit. Uh, last week I did cash. I, I did something I never do, and that's cash on DK and not right. on FanDuel, yeah. which is, oh, is, is oh, very strange is, for me. Yeah, but. Um, and shout to our guy Colby Conway because he had you Tyreek Hill in the article, and if you started him, you probably did pretty well for yourself. So uh, kudos to our man Colby. Mm-hmm. Had him in that DK lineup, and it worked out for me. Um, I think the week before that, I cashed in both. So that's you know we're we're getting there. We're we're starting to put it together a little bit better late right. than ever, I guess. Um, so you can find find me there. Uh, article will be up this weekend. Uh, last night on the baseball side of it, you know we're we're rolling in, getting close to the fantasy football playoffs. So you know that means. It's going to be time to start getting that fantasy baseball stuff cranked up mm-hmm. and, and ready to go. And, and my, myself and my man Van Lee last night, we did record uh, an episode of the Nasty Cast, just a short little episode to kind of talk a little bit of baseball free agency and kind of talk about our plan heading into the first of the year. So um, cool. check that out wherever you get any of your uh, podcast goodness at, and we'll kind of fill you in on what's coming up there. And uh, like I said, obviously over at BigGuyFantasySports.com and at the Real Day on Twitter. Beautiful. All right. As always, you can find the stuff here on Big Guy Fantasy Sports. The uh, Week in Review will be coming up here over the next day or so. Uh, now that the Week 12 is finally over with, uh, we'll get those uh, articles out here Friday or, th- or Thursday or Friday. And uh, obviously, the prop bet consistency stuff will be coming with Colby and I this weekend and uh, help you win some money at thrivefantasy.com. So as always... Ron, thanks for being here. Everybody have a great week. Take care. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon.